Hey everybody, welcome back to the Yes I'm Adopted podcast. We are really excited today to be talking about identity, masks, and Halloween. Like, what's your favorite type of candy? (laughs) (laughs) I Uh, identify as a Jolly Rancher eater. Oh, really? uh, Uh, That is true. I'm an old man when it comes to candy. I like Almond Joys and Whoppers. A lot. <laughs> I want you to be carrying like Werther's Originals around here. <laughs> Bro, I got some Werther's Originals pocket. behind me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> They're sitting right behind me right now. <laughs> I feel like that is the candy that just like screams, I'm an old person. Uh, take this candy. Yeah. <laughs> it's yep, totally that's, not weird. <laughs> that's exactly what it is. So, Davo. So let's jump right into it. Usually we have kind of like a really long intro, but let's get right into this today because we have a lot of stuff to talk about. Okay. Okay. Let's just jump right into it. So like the idea was originally that we were, we, uh, uh, many years ago, we've been started reading a lot of these books, right? So like we've been reading, um, a lot of stuff that has really helped us process through what it means to be an adoptee, what it means to be an adult, what it means to have identity as an adoptee and an adult and all these different things. And, uh, that's led us to, led us some, to some really interesting books. Um, I highly recommend coming home to self and the primal womb by Nancy Verrier, right. but specifically we're talking about, um, this book that is uh, was written specifically for, I think, parents was the initial idea about right. helping uh, their adopted kids and helping adopted kids to recognize the the what are called the masks, the masks that we put on uh, in order to cope, in order to get by in the world. Yeah. And uh, because it is officially Halloween this it's Halloween week. We figured that we would do the dad joke and totally make an episode about it. Yeah. <laughs> so there, um, in the book, the book talks about six different stuck spots. What are those six different stuck spots, Dave? I don't have them in front of Do you of have them? I have them. You I have came them? prepared. <laughs> okay. No, I totally didn't come prepared. <laughs> <laughs> so the six different stuck spots, and, and we're, we'll break these down a little bit uh, more in detail here as the time goes on. But the first one is difference. Um, you know, mm-hmm. you're not like everybody else, right? Reason for adoption, missing information, identity, loyalty, and permanence. So these are the six different stuck spots that the book kind of uh, lays out. And within each one of these stuck spots, like the book kind of talks about how we as adoptees put on this mask in order to hide kind of the pain, really, of, you know, a lot of it is just the unknown. Right. Sure. Uh, That's that's a big one with it. Yeah, I think it's it's interesting. We talk about this just in general with a lot of I mean, being a human being is already difficult. Right. And so, like, there are there's a level of this, the the mask that we all put on in order to just get through our day and get through, like, whatever it is that's going on. Um, The issue becomes when the mask becomes a substitute for the real self for the real internal like this is who i am or not even a substitute you just don't know you just don't know who you are without without the mask without the thing and i think i correct me if i'm wrong i don't know if you remember but like i'm pretty sure this book was originally the one that brought up the idea of the chameleon effect yeah i think so first introduced that where where um 
adoptees as a coping mechanism, especially because we don't experience genetic mirroring in a day-to-day basis, tends to be really good at becoming the chameleon, at at blending in, at uh, mirroring what is around us. And again, that operates as as a coping mechanism for not having those recognizable things uh, to self-identify with from birth a lot of us. So uh, that kind of starts to begin the the generation of this idea of this of this mask that we put on, and um, it's uh, it's it's interesting. Like I almost wonder, just to kind of diverge a little bit, like how, because we are Halloween coming up here. <laughs> like, uh-huh. is that was that a holiday that you really got into? No. Like, <laughs> no, oh, okay, me personally. <laughs> Uh, first of all, I, I was uh, I remember specifically going trick or treating once, uh, and I don't remember what happened, but I remember not being allowed to go again. Oh, well, that's it. <laughs> so, so maybe that, that was like a, maybe that was a parenting thing. I don't really know, <laughs> but for the longest time, I was not really into Halloween. Now, ever since having a kid, Halloween's a lot of fun. Now, right? Right. You know, she gets really into it and stuff like that, but. Growing up, again, I remember specifically, like, when I was a kid, I dressed up as Donatello from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And I was so stinking excited about that. I was a nerd, still am a nerd, uh-huh. but I also, you know, wanted to punch things. So Donatello, perfect yes. fit. He's and the nerdiest of yeah. the turtles. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember being so excited about going trick-or-treating. I went trick-or-treating with my dad. And then the next year came around and be like, hey, are we going to go trick-or-treating? Nope, we're not doing that anymore. Oh, okay, okay, that's fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cool, 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 cool. Uh, <laughs> when I was in high school, though, it changed. I, you know, I uh-huh. was given more leniency and was allowed to kind of make my own decisions a lot more. And right. I remember going trick-or-treating with my friends, but I did not care about dressing up at yeah. all. Yeah. What about you? That's interesting. Like, I feel like as a as a child, nobody ever told me I couldn't go trick or treating. So, like, that's not a tragedy I had to deal with. Um, <laughs> Lucky as... you. <laughs> so, like, as a small smaller kid, like, I loved the whole dress up pretend aspect of things. Right. And I think to a to a greater degree, especially into um, you know young adulthood, not necessarily middle school, but high school and that sort of thing, like. Uh, games and like role play and right um, right like i mean dungeons and dragons for those nerds out there yeah. that were into that like i i loved it i had a group that that would play often or like you know just kind of those ideas of like being able to put on this identity i got into theater pretty early right. and was able to to do some of that stuff so i don't know like it's nothing that i don't i think has ever really come up a ton so like it would be interesting to to start having those conversations with other adoptees about about what you know the literal mask like right. what what's your take on being able to put on different things and and try them because i mean most uh again most of the adoptees i think that we know that we talk to on a regular basis are are good at it are yeah. good at performance performing right <laughs> and uh especially those of us that are not particularly extroverted like it's really interesting to be like okay well i can you know put on this put on this face and go out there and do this thing it's exhausting right but you know but it's it's uh it's a muscle memory it's something right. that we're really good at um yeah so anyway i think the book brings up some interesting points and of those six stuck spots as they are um i i would i think i would agree that those are all areas that 
um, have been things that that have required like intentional yeah. working through. You right. know, um, like what what do you think is the the most prominent for you oh. of those? Um, the most prominent one for me as of late has just been kind of uh, this whole thing with missing information. Now, yeah. you know, I, I, so on my birth certificate, you know, like my mom's, uh, my birth mom's uh, maiden name and information's on there to a certain point. Uh, nothing right. about, you know, like the birth father or anything. He doesn't exist. He's this weird ethereal being, right? Right. So, yeah, that information <laughs> is on there, but that's it. There's, there's right. nothing else. Um, you know, some of you who have been around for a while, you've kind of heard the stories, but growing up, I had a lot of really terrible medical problems. Uh, right. you know, I was, I was diagnosed with everything under the sun. They couldn't find out what was wrong with me. I was literally dying and I've had doctors tell me you're not going to live past 21. So good luck, kid. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and those are not conversations that you want to hear. <laughs> yeah, it's not and, super And especially, great. you know, like when you're adopted and you don't have any of your medical history, you don't know anything about anything, really. Right. Uh, with your family and stuff. And for the longest time, you know, like my wife and I, we were trying to have a kid, but we were kind of terrified about not really having much of the medical history. Now her side of the family without getting into too much information she really only has her mom's side of the information um right. you know her her dad's side of the family she didn't really know any of them whatsoever and just kind of had her mom's side of things and um so we had effectively you know half <laughs> no right. i'm sorry a, a quarter a fourth. A quarter yeah 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 uh, You're of not the a math information. Asian. It's cool. No, I'm not a math Asian. I'm that tech Asian we <laughs> talked about. Uh, <laughs> and and so we had a quarter of this information going into having a kid. And I remember us having these conversations, you know, like, what if this happens? What if they turn out like this? What if they have this problem? Because we didn't know what was genetics and we didn't know what was, you know, just disease or sickness or anything else. Yeah. And all of these issues that we had going on in our mind, like, you know, like prevailed and and they still kind of pop up nowadays. Like if our kid gets sick, it's like, oh, what if it could be? Ah, um, you know, because, yeah, she's kind of like me where she's got like these weird muscle pains all the time. And she wants us to, you know, like rub them out. You know, she has like knots like for a six year old having these like knots in her back and her neck. And it's like, oh, that's not the most normal thing. Um, right. you know, what if it is something like that? So I don't know. That's, that's the big one that is kind of plaguing me, uh, <laughs> to this day. Yeah, yeah. What about you? I think, I don't know. I, I think to a degree, we all, we all deal with identity issues. So I wouldn't even necessarily touch on that as an adoptee specific issue. I think it is, right. um, I, you know, uh, missing information is definitely part of it. I know as a younger uh, person before I was willing to have those conversations with my parents, the the reason for adoption on both mm -hmm. ends right. uh, was definitely uh, one that, that I thought about a lot. Um, and like, we don't really, we have, you know, the standard piece of paper from the, from the Korean side, as far as like what the reasons were given that, that um, I was relinquished right. as it were. 
um you know uh, and it's a, a single sheet of paper with just some you know standard survey questions essentially right. filled out. and so there's there's not a whole lot of information there and then like my mom uh needed to adopt if she wanted to have kids because she uh had uh, had had some some issues with cancer and stuff like that and so like but that was nothing i ever really wanted to talk about because it, it brought up these weird feelings about like the validity of life right? right and like all of those different things and so that's it's definitely an area where as a as a kid or as an adolescent i definitely got stuck uh on that um i think more recently as an adult it's still my my most pervasive one is permanence like it's still okay. difficult to um to to grasp the permanence of anything like i i am the type of person that will just kind of take hold of whatever's there but i don't expect anything to stay long and that's right. it's really difficult for relationships right like and it's really difficult for um any sort of attachments to anything yeah uh, to and you know and a lot of that stems from just that initial uh loss of family that initial loss of 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 motherhood or or, you know of of those things and so it's really interesting to be like i mean and i've told this story before too like every time i would we would go on vacation as a family and we come around the corner and the house would be there i was relieved right like (laughs) i was just relieved that the house was still standing i didn't even expect that it had like fallen down i just thought maybe it's disappeared like what happens if it's just gone or like you get a toy and the next day i would wake up excited about the toy but also a little apprehensive of just like did i did did the toy ever actually exist yeah was like i'd have to go check and make sure that it was there still Right. And, um, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, it's, it's, we- apparently that's abnormal also. I didn't realize that. No. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're in Toy Story, later. they don't just get up and leave. I mean, <laughs> right. Like, um, <laughs> you know, do, do my non-adopted friends get a new Ninja Turtle action figure and then have to check in the morning to make sure that they actually <laughs> got that Ninja Turtle? No, they slept with it at night. <laughs> And by they, yeah, I mean did. me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean that. That's a good way to to be able to keep an keep a right. handle on it. I right, guess, right. You know. Um. But yeah, a sense of permanence is really like is really difficult. And like I'm a homebody, and so it's very strange to be like. But it's really hard to be here, like right. to be realizing that the home that we live in is our home and I'm, I'm going to be here for the foreseeable future. Like I expect that we're going to pack up and move for some reason. Uh-huh. Um, uh, just kind of this low grade, just feeling of like almost <laughs> anxiousness, you know, right. of like, this is, uh, uh, this is great and it's only, but it's only great for now. And who knows? It's only so, a short, you know, season type of thing. Yeah. So yeah. L- let me, let me ask you this, Davo. Um, uh-huh. and Okay, so the kind of as far as like the stuck spots go, the biggest one that we hear from parents is difference. You know, they they talk about, you know, um, they want their kid to fit in. They want their kid to, you know, understand their uh, their culture, their heritage and things like that. We get a lot of questions, you know, should we pack up and move to someplace that is is closer? But I think the one that most adoptees are dealing with that that at least reach out to us uh is the stuck spot of loyalty uh for instance i have a friend um that you know she uh she's been trying to you know like find out information about her her birth parents you know her birth family 
and sure. but she's terrified of talking to her adoptive family about it because she doesn't want to hurt their feelings. Yeah. You know, I, I have, yeah. you know, I have a friend that's, you know, like interested in meeting up with uh, somebody from their birth family. But but again, it's like, am I going to disappoint the people around me? Is it going to look like a betrayal? Uh, I, I think a lot of a lot of adoptees, especially within their kind of adult years, they really start focusing in on this concept of loyalty and how it like affects them and the people around them. Like. Right. Are you being disloyal by asking questions? And I feel like I feel right uh-huh. uh, <laughs> that this is a conversation we have with ourselves when we're younger a lot of the times. And we we not necessarily get trained to think to think like that uh, right. or, you know, like uh, manipulated to think like that. But we're not manipulated to think otherwise or taught to think otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Outside I think. Of it. I think that's probably true. I think the the omission of any conversation about it just kind of like the the default mode is to think that this is not a good idea. Right. Like, you know, and I which isn't to say that it is or isn't like, well, OK, let me I will put a line in the sand on that one. Like right. if uh, if you want to, as an adoptee. Um, go out and search up whatever information it is you want to find, and you're mature enough to handle that search, then by all means do it. Right. And um, <laughs> if you have adopted kids, uh, help them. I, you know, like yes. I'm not going to debate that anymore. Like there, there is no question about that as far as I'm concerned. Like that from everybody on all sides of the triad that we've ever talked to, the best solution for the search and the finding of information and all that kind of stuff is to do it. Right. If uh, you, if the adoptee is ready to do it. Yeah. So uh, be supportive, do that kind of stuff. Now I will say that my parents were very supportive of, of this and they brought it up more than I did. Right. Like my mom brought it up more often than I did. Was right. I interested what I want to talk about? And I didn't. And the, while well, she was alive and, and there were definitely, um, I, I don't think I could have or would have verbalized it in that way, but it was a, a loyalty issue. Yeah for me and it didn't come from her it didn't come from my dad i don't think it overtly came from anybody in our family but there is a societal cultural expectation for adoptees yes. that it's it, it's it's just unspoken if you had if you're adopted and you want more information it's as if you're saying what is here is not good enough right and it's not i don't know maybe your perspective is is better um <laughs> uh thought out than mine on this one but like <laughs> it's it's not it's not a question of better it's a question of there's something missing yes and it this doesn't you know even those adoptees that we've talked to that have that have reunited with birth families and stuff like that like it doesn't change it doesn't fill the void that's that's missing from your identity but there is a it's a relief yeah for a lot of people Right. To be able to say, OK, well, at least there's one thing that I know. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. So I mean, I, mean, I don't know. Me, like what? what do you, yeah. Well, for me, like um, so growing up, my parents never really had these conversations with me. You know, like, do you mm -hmm. want to search? You know, are you interested? Uh, anything like that. And so for the longest time um, and, and I'm not saying it was right or wrong on my parents end. Okay. Because my parents loved me. They raised me the best that they possibly could. I completely understand that. Um, mm -hmm. but the, the conversation was never there. And so I always kind of took it as this. I don't want to let them down. 
by asking yeah. these questions. And, and it, it wasn't necessarily even around the search, too. A lot of it was just around adoption in general. You know, like, mm -hmm. hey, why did you adopt me? Well, why are you asking these kinds of questions all of a sudden? Like, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, and I made up this story in my head that is ridiculous. You know, like the, the conversations <laughs> in my head I go with my parents, you know, are ridiculous. And, you know, like now that they've passed, I can't really ask them that. Right. Sure. And so I right. just kind of have to live with the narrative that I've created for myself uh, on the reasons why they did the things that they did. Um, sure. And so parents, if you're listening out there, I mean, make sure that your your kid knows that they can approach you on anything. Right. First right. and foremost, like we, we need to be approachable as parents. If my kid ever feels like they need to hide something from me because they're afraid of the way that I've reacted to it in their own head. I, man, I got to sit back and reevaluate myself. Sure. Um, yeah. and, and I don't mean to put parents on blast out here or anything like that. But I mean, that's a that was a difficult one for me to deal with. Like, you know, my parents are gone now and I can't ask them these questions that have been kind of poking around in my head for a while. And it's just, again, I'm, I'm stuck with the narrative that I've created for myself, whether it's correct or whether it's not. I, I think it's, it's interesting. Like, okay. And that's not even just adopted parents. That's just every parent, right? Like part right. of the deal with being a parent and, you know, as, as a parent, um, of of two like my firstborn is getting the brunt of it right because yeah. like we don't know what we're doing yeah all things considered congratulations uh, with, pig. The, with the first one so the you know he's he's getting a, a different upbringing than the second one is uh, a little bit but it's a question of like there are things about little nuances like and 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 bits and pieces about uh the kids that we are learning that we didn't instill in them or teach them or whatever and they're picking up these things or it's just part of their personality as they've grown up and like and to right. realize that this is an individual human being with their own wants and needs and desires and and uh, you know and fears and pitfalls and elations and joys and all those different things like as as a person that um i i continually need to get to know better right um and I think that that's true of, of all parents. I think it's especially true of, of uh, adoptive parents. You know, I think we just say just add 20 percent to whatever whatever that thing is like. There's no there's no easy part of this, you know, like right. it's all good. And it's there are parts of it that are a little smoother than other parts. But like your your whole life is about another human being. Yeah. As a parent. And that's it's not easy. It's it's a difficult thing to do. Um so, you know, as as parents that are approaching these these spots, these stuck spots and, and talking about them with their kids, like, you know, again, I my take is that my my mom, my dad were both really good, more my mom, really, that at, at approaching me and wondering if I was interested in pursuing any of these things, that they were uh -huh. issues for me, if they're things that, that I thought about or needed to work on or whatever. And as a kid, as an adolescent, as a young adult, my answer was vehemently leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would have been right? mine too, probably. <laughs> like the, it, it, if I were, if I were capable or mature enough at that point, to be honest with myself, the answer would have been yes. Yeah. Right. Like, absolutely. I am having all of these issues and I need to work on them. But I'm, but we're you know, too 16 darn or cool. 15 and I'm trying to be cool over here. 
Uh, yep. <laughs> Will you please let me be cool? Which I was never cool either, if we had been honest about that. Right. <laughs> Nerdiness didn't really become chic until, like, pretty recently, right? Oh, like, no, man. So... If, if, if <laughs> nerds ruled as much as they ruled now when we were kids, I would have ruled. <laughs> we would have been, been very cool oh, in man. reality instead of just on paper yeah. in my D&D character sheet. So... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's so I mean, those are some of the stuck spots, right? You know, and and obviously there's more conversation to be had. There's more conversation to be had uh, amongst ourselves. Uh, Davo and I still talk about this type of stuff all the time, but uh, even more importantly, there's more conversation that needs to be had within your family. Um, you know, if you if you are a husband and wife and you are listening to this podcast right now and you have an adopted kid, uh, start talking about this stuff. Have answers. I don't know is not acceptable for the for a long time. At first, if you say I don't know, but let's figure it out together, that's different. But if you just yeah. say I don't know and you just leave them to come up with their own answers, that's not acceptable and they will try to figure out their own story and complete their own narrative the best way they know how, and they may or may not be mature enough in order to figure that out yet. So uh, as parents of adoptees out there, start having these conversations amongst yourselves. How are you going to answer these questions when they do come up? Should you be the one to initiate some of these conversations with your kids or should you wait for them? And and we can't tell you the best way to do that because every adoptee is different. We're all like <laughs> snowflakes. We're all different. So special. <laughs> so special. Uh, so closing yeah. thoughts, Davo. Well, I think that's that's really good. I think also, like, as we talk to other adoptees and we're talking to more and more of them as we go along, like, that um, not a whole lot of people are really out to get you. They're not trying to ruin right. your life. Like, let's let's bear that in mind. And, and, like, that was how I felt when people would help me, Same. right? <laughs> like, you're trying to help me, and I feel like you're trying to ruin my life. So as as an adult now... I'm realizing that that I was the jerk and I need to deal with that. Yeah. And, you know, and that like even if things seem like it's too late or it's too hard or it's too, you know, it's too far gone, uh, there is still revisiting. It's still possible to examine yeah. how we think and how we feel about stuff and uh, come up with a, a new narrative and develop a narrative and uh, to get more information like more and more becomes available to us every day. And it's uh, it's an easy, you know, hole to get sucked into. But I mean, it's it's probably more productive than watching cats fall off of stuff. So like <laughs> if you're going to if you're going to get stuck down a hole, have it should be one that's that's helping you be better. Right. You know, so like there's there is um there's healing and maturity and growth in in time also regardless of where you're at and what's happened so far yeah. so um you know and uh if all else fails put on a mask and go get some candy go get some candy <laughs> dress up hey we would love to be able to hear what you guys are dressing up as for halloween uh put it in the comments like you know on facebook instagram send us pictures whatever i think that'd be fun well, well yeah. davo and i will judge the best costume i'm i'm gonna go as dad walking around with kids oh my, my kid <laughs> my kid is going out as true from uh the netflix show true um uh -huh. and you never see true's parents so you don't know if true's parents actually exist or not so i'm going as true's maybe existent father yeah, uh, that's good. <laughs> yeah. Maybe she was adopted by that cloud or that tree. Yeah, I think that's what's going on. 
It's a weird, weird thing going on over there. So that's it for today's episode of Yes, I'm Adopted. Don't make it weird. We thank you guys again for joining us. We thank you for supporting us. Uh, It's been overwhelming the amount of support that you guys have shown, the comments, the messages, the questions that you guys have asked. So thank you guys so much for continuing to do that. It does mean a ton to us. And it gives us a lot of good information to see if we are on mark or if we're completely missing it. And sometimes we do. Not often. Sometimes. But if you would like to financially support us, you guys can do so at anchor.fm slash YIA podcast, or you can click the link on whatever uh, podcast platform you guys are listening to right now. So if you guys would do that, that would be phenomenal. If you don't do that, hey, we still love you. We just are hurt. Um, But at least we'll (laughs) tell you. (laughs) so again help us to not cry alone yeah you can cry with us (laughs) so again thank you guys for joining us and we will see you guys next tuesday peace out y'all so long